Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. You know, I, I've been a Coach Rule fan back when he was at Baylor. Stopped through at their practices. Um, obviously, I knew some of the coaches on the staff. And um, when he went to Carolina, it's funny. Him and I did talk about, you know, maybe I would come there. The timing wasn't really right. Um, and when I started seeing his name flash up there, you know, maybe to come to Nebraska, I was like, man, I wonder. And we connected, and he was like, Hey, come join us. And there just was not any way that I was going to say no to this opportunity. Welcome back. It is Coffee and Cream. I'm ODB. Robbie Lula filling in for Andrew Rogers. We are wishing him the best on the men. We are live from H&H Chevrolet Studio. That voice you heard is the one that we've kind of been excited about since the official announcement of the hire, even the fan base gravitating towards the creativity of the hire. We heard her on the Husker Radio Network mm-hmm. with my colleague Jessica Cootie last week, and we're like, we've got to find a way to get Dr. Elsa. As she now joins Coffee we're and Cream. The, having some more phone issues, i got to get her again. All right. Well, we thought we had her. <laughs> get her back. We'll get try to back. we'll we'll try to get her back. I don't like is it our? It, it's not an us thing. It might be a us problem. It might you, be. You think? Well, I mean, well, what you say? Is Once com- is a coincidence. Twice, is, you know. Yeah, the fluke coincidence trend thing. I, you know, I, we're 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 quickly heading towards trend here. Oh, um, but yeah. So one more. Yeah. Do we have another? Do we? Are we have another an- guest an- today? I don't an- think another litmus test to go through. Shane, how are we doing there, buddy? Sasha, we still working? Although I don't know, Jay was cutting out a little bit too, so that it might be us. He was at an airport. How about him just being just wanting to break us off a call though? Well, I appreciate that. You know, participating in the show, we like that, right? Yeah. And listen, and Jay, like we said, Jay gave some good stuff there. We, I mean, we just blew through an entire segment, kind of talking about what he brought us up, brought up to us. Yeah, and kind of getting getting that um, that that impromptu is kind of what. I, I I like about the show. Shane, are we good? Yes, no, I think maybe st- so. I think we're still working. Yeah, so I think we can try it. All right, Doctor Elsa, are you are you with us? Good morning. I am here. Yay! We 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 have we have progress. We really appreciate your time. We were just playing the the snippet from the the fantastic interview that you did with the Husker Radio Network and 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 Jessica Cootie get, kind of getting the. The first introduction in with the Nebraska media. How, surprise, you, 
pleasantly surprised? Like, kind of what are your thoughts so far about how quickly you've been received? Well, I, you know, I've taken it back a little bit. You know, the, the job here in Texas, I was obviously somewhat high profile, I guess. I, I didn't look at it that way, but I figured it out now. And um, I kind of thought I'd be behind the scenes on this. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, um, it's a pleasant surprise, and, and I'm glad if I can help this program in any way that, um, that I can be out front and serve in, in a positive way and help build Nebraska football. I always, I always kind of, I always joke with Jessica. She has this kind of this unique way of, of, of kind of her interviewing style. It's very disarming. And just to listen to you to go back and forth on the Husker radio network, I just was kind of captivated as you're, as you're telling the story of kind of the arrival and, and coach rule. And I want to go back to something you said earlier that we just played when talking with with JC where you said you know it wasn't like I was going to tell coach rule no mm-hmm. right I wanted this opportunity so far since he's been here there seems to be that theme he's you don't want to tell him no there's something about his presence where people want to be around what he's doing can you give the cliff notes on kind of what it is what it is. Um, wow. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, it's for me personally, and I, and I believe this to be true about all our staff. I mean, our staff individually, each person, we're all so different. But I think we all buy into one thing. We, we want to be led by a strong and consistent leader that's going to make us better, that's going to invest in us so that we can give our best back to the our football players, you know, the, the state of Nebraska, the administration of Nebraska, and Matt just has this unique quality uh, that I call it the it factor where he is, um, he's going to take you where you're at, you know, where you're presently at in your leadership spectrum, and he's going to push you to be better. And this whole staff is made up of people that want to get better. Nobody's complacent. Everybody knows they have room to grow, and um, I don't know. I, he's a magnet. We all want to be around him. Uh, we take in every word that he says, and uh, we apply it to you know, ourselves personally and to the program, and that's why I think we're generating something really special at Nebraska. Dr. Elza, one of the things that Coach Rule uh, talks about all the time and and seems to be really important to him is the connections and the relationships he he builds with people through football. What does that look like in your mind with your new role uh, at Nebraska? Um, You know, he's right, right off the, the, from the bat, from when I started with Nebraska, um, you know, he's, he wants you to use what your, your God given strengths. And, you know, one of mine has just been the, the ability to build relationships with anybody. Mm. Um, you know, shed the, shed the stereotypes, build relationships, build trust um, that's based on, you know, character and all those things. And I think with him, you know, I remember when he interviewed me, <laughs> if you call it an interview, I mean, when we <laughs> met, I told him, I said, man, I can help. I can help with this recruiting piece, especially out of this, out of the state of Texas. And I kind of, in the back of my head, I was thinking, is, is, does he truly believe that? And, and he did. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm probably don't fit the, 
stereotypical chief of staff role, you know, because usually that is way far behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, he he wants to take, you know, what credibility I've built in this state, um, what credibility I've built with coaches and, and utilize it not only in Texas, but use it and utilize it in Nebraska and, and beyond. And so um, I'm very excited about that. It, I mean, there's no doubt. Everybody knows this. If someone roots you in the in the program and uses your abilities uh, to help the program, I mean, it, it fires you up. It motivates you. And he's not doing it to motivate me. It's, it's what he truly believes in. Dr. Elza, that is spectacular <laughs> so far as we're talking to Nebraska's new chief of staff. I, I, I sometimes joke with, with my, my sphere of influence, whether it's former players or just folks in the media, there's, there's this thing about Coach Rule that's very inviting and engaging, yet if you're not secure with who you are, you can kind of leave conversation second-guessing, right? Was that, was that a checkers or chess moment, right? Is he, <laughs> is he sizing me up? Yeah. Where you, it, so I'm, you're laughing because I'm thinking you're thinking that's, that's spot on. So to give yourself some credit, you've got to be awful secure. And whether it's quiet confidence or well-established or whatever – you have to have a certain presence that you bring to the table in order to function with and in an environment like that where you do have to be secure in your own skin. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, and, and I've, it's going to sound terrible. It's going to sound like I'm full of myself. But, you know, I've never struggled with confidence. Um, and, it, and I haven't. <laughs> that sounds terrible, doesn't it? But I, I don't or honest. A derogatory way. I mean, you know, you it, being a, a person that I, I selected a field here in Texas that it, it was hard to move up, you know, because of the because of your gender. And and I don't go into these you know com- conversations too much because I want to always focus on the positive. But there were some challenges there, and hmm. it's a real true gut check when you're coming up when you're trying to you know grab a position that has primarily been held by uh, by males, maybe. And you, you, you have a lot of reason for people to doubt you. You have a lot of reason to have self-doubt. And, you know, I told Jessica this the other day. I mean, you have to know what you're good at. Mm. You, you have to know what you're good at, and you build on that. And then you also have to know what you're not so good at, and you build on that. And I think those constant self-evaluations gives you the confidence to be able to, to do your job but know you're not perfect. Now that's and, it. Um, What's that? I was going to say that. I, sorry to interrupt. That's interesting because she and I had had – Jessica and I had had some sideboard conversations about, like, interviews, and, we, and I was joking with her about her good keys to the game and stuff like this, and she says, you know, I, I just – and she said this, and I quote, I just know what I'm good at, so I try to focus on that. And I, and I remember kind of just being struck by it because it, sometimes I think it's hard for people to take self-inventory real time and not come across, like you said, as maybe overconfident or arrogant. It's, it's maybe just knowing who you are as an individual. And sometimes a lot of us fight that. Oh, man, you, you do. And, and I think the people, I mean, I, I don't care who you are. And, and I shared this with Jessica, too, which, I, I, by the way, I think she's a badass. And, <laughs> but I, hey, yeah, she I does, too. <laughs> she's incredible. And that's okay. Yeah, should, yeah. Right? I appreciate but it. I, I told her, yeah, I told her, I said, look. Um, it's not just about male versus female. I mean, it's the color of your skin, mm. your age. Look at Garrett McGuire. I mean, he comes in, everybody's like, what the heck? We've got this 
young receiver coach, and he can't focus on the noise. You know, he's got to focus on what. Look at his resume. Look where he's been. You know, he's he's been at the NFL. Um, level and here he comes and he's named the wide receiver coach uh, for the University of Nebraska and he can't focus on the noise he's got to focus on his skill set what he's built himself and the confidence and I think that just goes across everybody right and um, and that's what you know for me personally I mean I could have focused on all the reasons I couldn't you know accomplish things and I've never I've never spent time on that I just focused on getting better and I and to this day I, I'm still trying to get better. Dr. Elza, you mentioned, you know, being in a couple roles that maybe you were not the stereotypical fit for, but, you know, at chief of staff and then uh, back in your role in Texas as well. How do you balance what you talked about in terms of knowing what you're good at and sticking with it versus a pretty natural emotion of maybe wanting to prove yourself mm. in a role that maybe other people don't think you should have? <laughs> You know, you just, uh, I, I don't know why I'm laughing because I think it's just, you, you remember some of the things that you felt like were setbacks and then you look back on them and they weren't setbacks. They were things that were pushing you forward. Um, you know, I, I'll just go back to what I, I think I keep saying. I'm probably kind of being a broken record, but, um, you know, the balance is not about the people on the outside. The balance is on the inside of, you know, myself personally trying to make myself knowledgeable. I, and, I, and I shared this the other day as well. Um, with Jessica, you know, when I when I went to UIL, um, our governing body of sports in the state of Texas, you know, I was really very rule knowledgeable. But when you get inside there, and you're having to give a rule, you know, um, interpretation that it's the difference between a, a school having to forfeit a game and not having to forfeit a game. Mm. That's a gut check, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but you come in and. Everybody around me at UIL was more knowledgeable in the rules, but what I knew I was really good at was process, structure, building culture, um, and, you know, celebrating people. I'm, I'm good at that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's no different on this job. I'm coming into a landscape I haven't been in, and I'm going to be stereotyped right off the bat. Hey, she's a high school person. She's not a college person. And, yeah, everybody around me is going to know more than I do, but that doesn't that – doesn't, um, that doesn't scare me in the least. Um, I'm going to go in and do what I do. I'm confident. I know how to build culture. I know how to build process, relationships, all the things that go with the role that I'm in, and I'm going to learn the rest. I don't have any doubt about that. It's going to take time. I'm going to have to be patient, and i got to be honest when I don't know something. And um, that served me well in that other role uh, in Texas, and I think it's going to serve me well here. Doc, I've, as we're talking with Dr. Elsa Nebraska's new chief of staff, uh, I've got a couple of buddies that serve. Uh, they have roles uh, with our Scholastic Athletic Association at the high school level here, and one of them goes to meetings every year, and it's they meet with 49 of the 50 state representatives on the rules committee. The one that they don't meet with is because they're not a part of the committee. Is Texas. He says Texas right. does their own thing. So it's just that. That unto itself is pretty impressive when you look at you, Texas high school is often the benchmark. How much of that do you take with you? How much of that do you take some time to figure out, okay, Nebraska's a little different, maybe equally as passionate, which I think you'll find out pretty soon if you don't know already, and make that work with your skill set? 
That's a great question. And I want to expound on something just, you know, for the listeners is, you know, what that means is all of the other states follow the National Federation of uh, Football. There's National Federation of High School Football Rules, and, and Texas is the only state that follows NCAA, um, which means, you know, our, our model in Texas is, is kind of created in the same style that, that NCAA is. And I had a seat, obviously I didn't get to go this year because I'm at Nebraska, but I had a seat at that rules-making table for the NCAA. And if you think that wasn't helpful, then you're crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was a bragging right for us. Um, the, the game's more advanced at the college level, and the fact that we play by those rules and that we have uh, spring ball um, in our two largest conferences in Texas um, I mean, it, it just puts you front and center and, you know, we're getting ready for our spring practices. And now all those rules on the football side are very familiar to me. <laughs> uh, it's more the compliance rules that I'm having to learn, but, um, you know, I can't wait to meet the, the folks from the association there in Nebraska. I, I had never crossed paths with them when I was in my role, um, at UIL, I'd love to pick their brain and see if there's any way I can contribute, um, some things just to give them food for thought. But, um, you know, you, y- y'all know, and everybody knows that Texas football is pretty beefed up. And, and I do think part of that is because we do follow the NCAA rules and we, and we have some spring training things that other states don't. Dr. Elza, have you been able to, in, in just your brief time here so far, identify some of the challenges you think you'll be facing in terms of getting Nebraska football and being a part of that and getting Nebraska football back to where I think everybody wants it to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I've been here six weeks. Um, at the present moment, I think you all know this. I'm in Texas picking yeah. up my last few items and driving back tomorrow. But um, I, uh, I have been amazed at a lot of things. And one of the things that I have been very amazed by is just the, how quickly the transformation of our, of our players um, I don't know that they've, and, and this is not a knock on anybody, so don't anybody take this personally, but I don't know that they've ever been engaged with an entire football staff uh, the way that that they are now. Mm. And, it, you know, everybody thinks about the on-field coaches, mm-hmm. um, and it's not, it's the entire staff. Yep. Uh, strength and conditioning, uh, the entire football staff on off-field. Um, we have a new uh, nutritionist for football will be adding some more in that and the accountability that that maybe they weren't tested as much you know having to be at breakfast lunch dinner that we eat with them every meal every meal our staff does um, the accountability to academics the accountability to their to their efforts and their their self-discipline on the field uh, we do class checks I don't I don't know that they you know they're kids, right? They check, they're going to test us a little bit, right? <laughs> um, but, and I don't want to call it conformity just because that sounds so negative, but in a way it is. I mean, they have conformed, but they've also bought in. Um, I called Coach yesterday and um, the day before yesterday um, on our Wednesday mat drills. I was like, well, how was mat drills today? And that was the day he had tweeted, progress has been made. <laughs> and, I mean, he was so fired up. And, and, you know, it's hard to put it into words, but this program is changing in a great way. And, you know, I've said this, hey, we're undefeated right now. But I don't think, you know, I think we had some, we've had some major wins 
without lining up against somebody else because just the way our kids are responding and, and committing to the, the culture of this program and to the standards of this program. Doc, we just I was just challenged with a question last segment. You know, 12-minute pretty good spirited discussion about best practices versus, um, you know, comparing to the low uh, low common denominator. Uh, that's just code for are we kind of enamored with what's going on now just because it hasn't been good before. And I said, you know, this fan base kind of has a subconscious of checklists that they want to see after what's transpired over the last 20 years. I'm dying to know, what's made this staff say, hey, these are my strengths, these are what I'm good at, this is what I can do to help elevate this program, versus, well, this program comes with a lot of perks. How can it help me be who I've been up to this point? I think I understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't, just redirect me here. Um, You know, the one thing I am just, uh, you know, obviously in the position I had in Texas, I was so, um, I I had access to a lot of things. That's how I met Coach Rule when he was at Baylor. So I had a lot of relationships and friendships with coaches across um, this state, college coaches, and I had access to those college programs. And um, UIL, you may or may not know this, is part of the University of Texas. And um, when I when I look at these programs across the state in Texas, and I look at, at Nebraska, and I look at the resource that they have, that I don't think people, you know, on the outside realize you're you are completely set up for success um, in Nebraska because of the support and the funding that you have and the support you have, you know, individually for the athletes and for the staff. And I think, you know, with us, each one of us, I don't know that I'm speaking for everybody, but I think I am, you know, um, those, we come in with this skill set. We have resources to get better. We have resources to advance ourselves. And the whole reason we'd be advancing ourselves is so we can benefit the program and the players that are within it. And, um, I, I, you know, I've talked to a bunch of my Texas friends and, and they're, they're like, you know, tell us about Nebraska. And I'm like, you've never seen anything like it. I, I mean, it, it's, I've never seen, and, and like I said, I, I had, you know, really good observations of our, of our college programs here in this state. And I think they far exceed um, any that I've seen. We just got to funnel that all in the right direction so that it, that it turns into a successful football program. Doc, we got a couple minutes left with you here. Um, unless, not to put you on the spot, feel free to tell us, Noah, if you'll hold through the break, Doc, could you give us maybe eight, seven or eight minutes on the other side? Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, go, go, go ahead, Ravi. Okay, so Thanks, Doc. I, I wanted to ask you, you were talking about the resources and how they compared to a lot of places that you saw in Texas. What was something about the resources here at Nebraska that, that kind of surprised you or caught you off guard that you didn't know either that Nebraska had or, the, or maybe that, that anybody had? Um, you know, <laughs> I think it's just the individual investment in each athlete and, and I'm, I'm mm. talking outside of football. Um, you know, sometimes the support can be funneled just towards one sport. Um, but when you look at, you know, when I'm, and now I'll talk specifically about football, what they're, what they do for our players, um, academically, what they do for our players, life skills wise, what they do for our players nutritionally, um, 
what they do for the, you know, the performance lab. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have everything committed to memory because some of that I'm still learning. Um, the psychological, the mental health services that they have. I mean, I mean these these players are supported in just a tremendous way. And and then if you start talking about, you know, our training components, which is the core of what we do, our weight room, um, the way we are able to pour resource into monitoring each of these kids, you know, each of these players. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably missing something, but it mm. is probably one of the most well-rounded that I've ever seen. And I'll go back to the bigger picture across all sports. And then finally, I mean, look at our facilities. Um, and we're about to move into that new football facility in June or July. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all have heard these numbers before, but, but our director of construction had told me this the other day we're in a 121,000 square foot uh football facility right now and guess what we're about to move into a 315,000 square foot <laughs> football facility that will be the best of its kind in all of college football being captivated that is exciting being captivated and educated at the same time we'll be back through the break with dr susan elsa Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. 